got a beard in it's looking something fierce having beers with my peers and talking rap careers reflecting on the years connecting on the tears shipwreck faith ain't always as appears i'm bringing you fresh music i'm bringing fresh ideas i'm bringing you the dudes in the indie music beers chilling at the shows and talking about the pain with people who learned how to face it and be sane sipping on a brew doing interviews no topics off the table but we focus on breakthroughs so kick up your feet we're gonna put it in check you're listening to bruise beards and shipwrecks one two one two more mic checks don't bounce one of rock is on the scene just do one now we got the brews we got the beards tasty interviews for your ears to hear one two one two more mic checks don't bounce one of rock is on the scene just do one now we got the brews we got the beards tasty interviews for your ears to hear Jamie Bennett, also known as Chun J from Royal Ruckus. I just want to welcome you to this episode of Brews, Beards, and Shipwrecks. Today we're going to talk to our friend White Light. Hooked up with this dude in Kansas at a show. He made things pretty great, and that guy can spit some freaking bars. But beyond that, he has a lot of stuff to offer. I wanted to put him on this podcast as soon as I heard him spit, because I know his story, and his story is incredible. But when he spit... It was amazing. So check this guy out. Here we go. Hey, love boat. Not you, shipwreck. Hey, love boat. Not you, shipwreck. Hey, love boat. I'm walking in the club like, um, excuse me. Not you, shipwreck. Hey, love boat. Not you, shipwreck. Hey, love boat. Not you, shipwreck. Hey, love boat. I'm walking in the club like, oh, my bad. Not you, shipwreck. So welcome to the second episode of Brew. Beards and Shipwrecks. This is John Jay from Royal Ruckus. I'm here with White Light. How's it going? Oh, doing well, man. We just uh, we had so much fun tonight. It was yes, uh, so we, much yes. We we are at Bottleneck in yep. Lawrence, Kansas, and uh, this is your home turf, right? Uh, it's 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 as close to my home turf as we're gonna get to have a venue. <laughs> I live I live in a small town about a half an hour from here called Wellsville, and it's oh. literally 1,500 people. And okay. Just so I, I love living in the small town in the sense like, it's small. I graduated yeah, with yeah. forty-seven people. I know every one of them by name, and I know most of their birthdays. But at the same wow. time, I didn't ever feel like I was in the middle of nowhere because, thirty minutes away, I can come to shows like this. I can go to yeah, the yeah. other venues in town and go see super big name acts. Like it was the perfect mix of yes, I live in the small town. I have small town existence. Small yeah. town feels <laughs> safe growing up. But at the same time, I was never, never within. Or outside of 45 minutes from anything okay. I could ever want to do. Movie theaters, sure. theme parks. Like, I didn't live near those. I don't, right. I don't want to live in the city. But I lived in a small okay. town, but everything was accessible. It was yeah. great. No pun intended with the disability about things being accessible. <laughs> and I, I, I want to talk about that. But um, sure. before we do, I, I get that in a slightly different sense. I grew up in California, uh, Bakersfield. And it's a town that gets made fun of a lot. Now, it's not a small town like yours, but it's by... California city standards, definitely small. I think they're up to like 350,000 people at this point, but it's a pretty remote city as well. So there's nothing around it. So 350,000 feels smaller than another city of 350,000 might, might feel. Because it's not necessarily a metro in the sense like... Right. It's, it's, all, it's all like, uh, like cornfields and cotton and uh, carrots. Out, outside of the city so like anywhere you go uh, it is very rural but it's two hours from anything 
two hours from the beach, 45 minutes to two hours from the mountains and the snow, depending on where you want to go. Like, everything is like two hours from Los Angeles, two hours from Fresno. Like, anywhere you want to go, you can go. So, you know, that's how kind of we got our start, uh, Royal Ruckus, my crew. Uh, we started in Bakersfield, and we just started traveling around California. I was starting to tell you before we hit record, uh, we were kind of like on the Christian rap scene, and so we played a lot of churches and stuff like that too. We've always like, we've had different ways we relate to what that Christian rap thing means. Are we rappers who are Christians? Are we Christian rappers? Christians um, who rap. Yeah, like, like uh, trying to parse that. Like, the, the, those, are the, those are the three options you can have, and it's <laughs> right. And people will get mad at you for one and love you for the other, or yeah. be right in the middle, depending on which one, exactly. whichever, whichever phrase you choose to pick. It doesn't matter what's in your heart; it's how you verbalize it is going to yeah. depend on how everyone else perceives. You. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so we we changed our opinion on how what we thought about that a couple times, but. By the time we kind of had it figured out that we were, like our, we ultimately figured out our faith would show in our music, but we weren't evangelists per se. We were always happy to evangelize as, as individuals, but we weren't trying to use our, our music to trick people into anything. Like, you know, and I, and I don't mean any hate on anybody who, who really does actively use it that way. It's just that we felt like that wasn't our calling. That's actually, that's actually where, that's literally where I'm at. It was, okay. I don't know, I don't want to cut you off. No, there. no, I've, this that's, is, I've actually had I want to hear this. this I've, I've been making music that, I called it Christian rap music yeah. since I started in 2004. Because that's, okay. grew up in the church, raised in the church, every Sunday went to church, and yeah. that's what we did. And I actually started making Christian rap music as a way to stay awake in church. I would I have a di <laughs> I have ADHD and a diagnosed sleep disorder. So if okay. if if we right. were in an environment that wasn't music and loud, yeah. And like sitting in church, I will fall asleep. And a lot of people are like he's just bored and doesn't care. No, it's something I ha I have no <laughs> control over. So yeah. what yeah. I started doing like to keep myself participating in the sermons and what I was being told, I would take notes okay. and I would make them rhyme. I could tell you my rhyming history and another part, sure. but just like literally I make Christian rap music. That's what I started as, that's what I do, and it's just the kind of who I consider myself to be. But when you're talking yeah. about like started under that identification and then whether or not your faith shows through your music or if you're particularly using it as an evangelism tool, it's kind of what I've kind of wrestled with because yeah. If you, I, I made the mistake of listening to my mixtape from like 2009. It's whack. Okay. But there are also parts where just like, I was explicitly a Christian rapper at that yeah. point in time. And it's one of those things where I was like, it kind of was shocking a little bit because if you don't, if you're a person who absolutely detests religion and doesn't want that forced on you in that sense, people yeah. say that you're doing that. Um, you're not gonna know. And for a while, I actually like felt like I felt kind of bad about that. I was like, what am I, right. what do I really right. feel when I do this music? And I was like, wait, I still hold on to my faith and that's something actually genuine to me. Yeah. But I don't feel like I'm called to use my music as my selling point, if you will. Okay. And with my particular story and the things that I've gone through, if someone asked me like, how is it that you made it to where you are now through what you've gone through. I'm like, that was 
God putting me in the right places and having giving sure. me to the right family. Like just my testimony could go on for it. It's like I love telling people about my God story, but yeah. using my music and my bars to spit that, it's not something I I don't craft my message for that purpose, but I craft my message in such a way. My music tells my story, and then if you end up getting the non-bars version of my story, I'm gonna tell you it's God every time because that's just how it is. But for some for some reason I didn't feel like my music was the the lyricism was not how I communicate my faith. Yeah. But if you want to yeah. go deeper than that, you're gonna get it hundred percent of the time if you okay. didn't pick it up in the first time. And, and I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's that was what I wanted to ask was um, we just played a show in a bar, a mainstream venue. This is not a church. You didn't do an altar call, you know, you like, like I noticed certain things, like you didn't curse. Actually, there were a couple places I thought you did, but I wasn't nope. sure. Nope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for the record, I didn't, mom, mom, I didn't, but I understand but, how it works. First time hearing something, yeah, I, I sound different, you never know. That's how, that's how rap goes, right? Like, sometimes you don't understand everything. There were a couple spots where I was like, nah, I don't think that was a curse, but it kind of sounded like it. Um, <laughs> I understand it. But, so... And, and I like I'm a little in the gray area on a couple lyrics, but for the most part, I've made a conscious decision not not to use uh, curse words in my in I curse every day. You heard me in the bar cursing, but I'm not going to curse on this podcast, and I'm not going to curse on my lyrics because that's a commitment that I've made, and uh, and it's confusing to some people if I do, especially when I'm very serious about my faith. I love Jesus Christ and not ashamed of that at all. Um, but it, it can be confusing to some people. So, yep. it's for me, it's contextual. Yep. Um, you know, if I'm having a beer with my buddies, I'm going to probably sound more like a sailor. But if I'm talking to my grandma, like, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, um, that. I get that from a lot of people. And it's, it's, it's one of these things where it, you know, growing up in a society that, Tells us what we can and can't say as artists. Yeah, you yeah. get this perception of people who make Christian music, and then Christians who make music, and what that's like yeah. as far as what that you know does that make us hypocritical? Does it not? Like where does it become in this situation? Like oh, because he said this. Yeah. Does is it a negative thing or is it the heart behind the words? Like yeah. If someone says that's awesome, but they're really just like saying it to blow you off, but then someone else comes up with a heart of absolute joy and they're like, that's yeah. effing awesome. Yeah, and they yeah, right. absolutely mean it. <laughs> yeah. Are they better than the person who was didn't use the negative, the language that is perceived yeah, as yeah. negative, but at the same time, they're just lying to your face and really want you to go jump off a cliff, whereas right, the person right. who used that expletive as an exclamation point, if you will, like yeah. contextually, like, their heart literally is saying, what you did is the most ridiculously greatest thing I've ever heard. And they use the F word and they're like, yeah. that context has a different meaning. And sure. they might be a more genuine person where it's like, hey, your set was cool. Yeah, you can just yeah, tell yeah. by that person, yeah, you, you didn't curse me out, but you didn't really care about my set. Right, like, exactly. And what does that mean as far as what man has ascribed to language versus what the heart is behind the message? Yeah. yeah. And I, I had an interesting one recently. Um, I used to play churches a lot. Uh, I think I already mentioned that. Um, I don't really play them now. And part of the reason is, a lot of years have passed, I've gotten a little older, I'm rapping about my reality. 
right? Yep. And my reality includes a lot of breweries and going to rap shows and things like that. I'm not writing really youth group appropriate raps. Yep. And um, so I was I was out with this guy, Gallery Cat. He's out of Dallas. He's super dope if you get a chance to ever check him out. I will. Highly recommend it. And we were, we were looking for some shows because we had a couple things get canceled. And he was able to line up something at a church on a Sunday morning. <laughs> and this church, like, does a lot of cool stuff. They've got, like, recovery groups, and they do a, a lot of good things like that. And uh, he was so excited. And I think he played it, um, but I didn't. And I actually struggled about half a day before I could talk to him about it because he told me he lined up a show, and I was so grateful he lined up a show. <laughs> But it was going to be part of a worship service. Oh. And huh. my music is absolutely inappropriate for worship. Like, I can honor God with it and everything, but it's not appropriate for a service like that. Yeah. And on top of that, he's telling me there's people who are in recovery. Oh. And I'm about to get up there and rap about rum and coke with extra limes and going to the brewery. How, how are we going to make that work? Yeah. So I had to tell him I couldn't do it. I, I can you see know? how that would work out. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, and I appreciate his perspective, you know, part of what he said to me was like, uh, it's okay, like, it's good for them to know that there are people going out in places like that, that maybe they shouldn't be, yep. but I was like, I still, I can't do it, especially for a worship service, I, I for me, I couldn't do that, what, what about you, I mean, like, are you in, uh, in that context ever? Um, like, um, actually, I was raised Lutheran. All that. Okay. And a super straight laced Lutheran the, church. This is Lutheran. I actually, actually, tattoo, actually, saw, I actually saw that seal. <laughs> I actually you recognize it? Yes, yes. That's, that is Luther seal 100%. All right. But, uh, Actually, yeah, I was, that's actually why I went to that specific into being Lutheran. But uh, uh, and I'm, I'm. By the way, quick side note. Um, I'm not. I'm not Lutheran, but um, I learned a lot from reading Luther. Yes. And uh, and I thought the seal was freaking cool. So pretty dope. Anyway. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I was actually wondering if you were Lutheran and got the seal, or if you got the seal. I I, I got you now. I was reading a lot of Lutheran books at the time. So I, I, but I never, I never became Lutheran. I got you. So it's pretty cool, gotta say. Uh, <laughs> not, you know, biased, yeah. but uh, Thanks, man. particularly uh, in my church, I am. Like I said, I grew up in the church, all that. Really, never really struggled with my belief. So, right. like, that's why I can. Li I can. It's weird for me to tell people I'm a rapper. Without dropping the phrase, I'm a Christian rapper, even though we've kind of right, talked right, about right, that before. Right. It's like, yeah. I don't use my music as a main vehicle for expressing my faith. But the first thing I'm going to tell you if you ask my story, it's a God thing for me. Right. And so, like, it's weird dropping, like, it's weird saying I'm a rapper without saying I'm a Christian rapper, even though, like, I'm trying to figure out what that means now. Yeah. But just, like, as far as, and you'll talk about, like, uh, when I talk about, rappers talk about crack. I can say it made me six days old ain't looking back from then on the white raised me. I'm good with the words, but your boy from the birds to the first two bars straight crazy. Disabled by divine design, and then look where he placed me. Like, I explicitly, like, you'd have to be kind of out of it. Right. Like, not get that I'm yeah. referencing For sure. God in that sense, but For sure. just like, as far as what I do, I'm so far, like, I did those spoken word pieces during my set, yeah. and all, like, the, those are my testimonies. Like I'll spit those, and they have you know they talk about God a little bit in them. Yeah. Like if my church asks me to rap because it's some special Sunday where they're talking about like we want somebody's testimony, they haven't done that yet. But if they ever did, <laughs> like so, 
I, I would, I totally understand where you're coming from because yeah. what your music entails and how that's yeah. how you express yourself. Like, and because it was that particular church where you know they're right. talking, yeah. like they have a designated section of people who are recovering. I wouldn't, you know, spit yeah. that particular set of since that is a exactly. big part of your music. Exactly. But like, because of what my music is and what I've gone through and how. I can explicitly say that, that it was God who got me through all of these sure. things. Like I can get that. My music is still. There's nothing dangerous about my music except like if you go to it. I actually did ask this one time when I rapped about positivity what? is dangerous, man. I hope it's gonna change the world for for the listeners. Uh, Dropjaw just kind of showed just, up. Just just mm-hmm. walked in a moment ago, and he is sort of jumping in on the conversation, which is totally awesome. <laughs> hey yo. There's this awesome project going around called the Suicide Sign. Check it out if you haven't already. It says, suicide does not end the chances of life getting worse. Suicide eliminates the possibility of it ever getting better. So yeah, I'm not expecting you to change your entire outlook on life all at once. I want you to live minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day. Keep making the conscious decision to carry on no matter what. So right now, I'm going to tell you my story, or at least part of it. It goes like this. Dear listener, over the last few years, I've been waiting in a state of self-hatred, lower than low beneath the bottom, but I finally made it out of the pit I was in. I won't fall in again, for y'all about to count me out while I get me to win. I was down for the count, time and time and time and again, wouldn't believe some of these things I keep hiding within. Back when the apathy mastered me, I still smashed the beat masterfully, make you think I live happily, but the fact is that half of me was, and I'm this wall inside of my core like never before. The pain and the pressure would never get better, I chose to ignore. Everything that I held inside, through it I kept my head held high I'd say I was okay because even I believed that lie Looking at my smile, you would swear I'm shining bright But in reality, everything inside of me was dark as the night Looking at my life, it was all a fright Mind gone, I'm wrong, make you swear I'm alright, right? I want you to live, see me with CP that's constantly positive I give my y'all my everything and when I'm out I'll give some more If it means that you would live through another 24 I want you to live See me with CP That's constantly positive One thing about life Is that it keeps going on Long as you find your reason To stay strong So many struggles inside of my mind Trying to find where I can begin Good heaven problems Instead of getting better I'm a veteran I'm holding them in To hold them in Was to hold my breath Heart so cold Might catch my death Give my y'all till I fall Truth be told Nothing left Nothing left But I make you think That it's alright Dark as night But I'm mad lying Alright Cause we're Blake out if you have to explain it I digress, my thoughts are dark that I can hardly contain it Sustain it, still trying to pick up the pieces Concealing the feeling that reaches so deep And I'm so weak and I can't stand as the burden increases I'm hoping that you see this Till that I'm sitting, waiting, can't believe that anybody Will help me with my situation Feels like there's been a breaking And I let myself get taken You would say that I'm okay but the truth is you are real mistaken You know my style, always got a smile on my face This time my own mind is where I'm out of place I want you to live See me with CP that's constantly Positive. I give my y'all my everything and when I'm out I'll give some more If it means that you would live through another 24 Said I want you to live, see me with CP that's constantly positive One thing about life is that it keeps going on Long as you find your reason to stay strong I wrote this song like a letter just to say that I'm feeling better I've been through a lot but I think I finally got it together It's the combination for the culmination It's the elevation after years of devastation It's the finally feeling like you can breathe After getting loose from the noose that kept your being diseased It's that 
finally feeling like you're alive Cause once you decide what drives you'll not only survive but thrive It's the feeling you can scream at the top of your lungs My mind is finally on board with who I am meant to become Now I'm off and running first I walk but when I fly It'll be with the force that no one on this earth can deny I'm here to be the reason you find yours Part of my reason for breathing is just so I can ride more Hardest beat I ever heard came from a heart that was broken Every word is aimed to make this the day that you find hope in I want you to live See me with CP that's constantly positive I give my y'all my everything and when I'm out I'll give some more It means that you would live through another 24 Said I want you to live See me with CP that's constantly positive One thing about life is that it keeps going on Long as you find your reason to stay strong As for me, I will always have hope Psalm 71 verse 14 For me, it was God, my family, and music I don't know what yours is But you gotta stay alive long enough to find it Signed, White Light Constantly positive Hope for the day Be the one But uh, just like Particularly for me, I actually, I actually was rapping at a, it was a fifth quarter thing in my hometown, and I specifically said, I was like, um, I'm gonna reference crack cocaine in one word, like I only reference it once in my entire set. Do you want me to change that? I don't know what I would have changed it to. Yeah. It's like, the 15 year old kids are not gonna catch it, and if they do, it's not a negative. Like you're not, you're not yeah. glorifying yeah, it. Yeah, I'm yeah. literally saying like my biological mom did cocaine while she was pregnant with me and that's why I have my disability but then after she was declared legally unfit I was brought home with my um, adoptive family like I went home with them from the hospital even though I wasn't adopted until I was seven years old I was their foster child the entire time wow. so you know okay. if rap is talking about crack I can say it made me six days old and looking back from then on the white yeah. raised me because my entire existence going from Having a disability caused by that drug to being removed from that situation, right. which we like to say that's just God planning it. Because so literally, I can say that the white made me, and then the white raised me. That's that's where I that also was, that's also where that I got was the rap so name. powerful. I mean, listening to you spit that, like I caught all of that, and you know, I didn't know your story really. <laughs> I only knew a tiny tidbit about like who you were and that you were going to be here from him, and uh, I should. Not be pointing. Drop jaw. <laughs> uh, pointing on a podcast is not helpful at all. Um, <laughs> if you're gonna point, at least that. So, but this guy. So, so, hearing you spit that was dope. And actually, um, I mean, if you'd be willing, I think it would be cool for you to spit that on the podcast. I could do that. Want me to spit like right now? Like, right now, like right. you should do it. Let me, like I said, this is this is my entire life story. Let me give a little bit of a preface for it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, because we kind of jumped in without prefacing it. Yep. So, anyway, my name's John. The rap name is White Light. I'm adopted. Christian rap music, White Light. It rhymes. My adopted family is white. White Light, but. Um, my movement right now is known as Constantly Positive. I was born with a disability called cerebral palsy, so I took the abbreviation, CP, you know, pointing at a yeah. podcast again, CP, <laughs> cerebral palsy. He's pointing at a shirt. <laughs> CP, Constantly Positive. So this was something Amazing. that I started about in 2015. I have a lyric in a song that says, yeah, I've got CP, but really to me, all that is official initials that say to stay Constantly Positive. Slapped that on a t-shirt, wore it for, for a battle of the bands, and then it kind of just blew up from there. But like I said, that's where I got constantly positive, and this 
in 36 bars is my life story. It goes like this. Rappers talk about crack. I can say it made me. Six days old ain't looking back. From then on, the white raised me. I'm good with the words, but your boy from the burb, so the first two bars straight crazy. Disabled by divine design, and then look where he placed me. Broken in a hick town, no guns, but I spit rounds. Body moving super slow, my mind spit lyrics swift now. Mom and pops respectively, an OT and a teacher. Both would be coaching me, now I spit life at your speaker. Could care less about microphones or how many minds are you blown? Compare me to your coldest rapper, I'm at least nine below. Back when I never rhymed before, I still had a purpose, even if it was falling and making random people nervous. I was attracting crowds, and I'm still attracting crowds. I step on stage outrageous, nowadays I'm known for acting loud. Some would say I'm acting out, but actually I'm acting me. Hopefully you're noticing I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Having trouble focusing? That would be ADHD, but the way that he made me displays in a way so they can see. That even with these crutches, I am far from hopeless. I was giving these crutches to shine. I call them my glow sticks. I walk on these crutches with a lean, but I'm no crip. The blood showed us what love is. Steadfast, no slip. Speaking of steadfast, that's track eight on the album. Sometimes you gotta set sail that you don't quite know the outcome. This is what I'm about, son. Same shirt, different day. We all were born with purpose, so don't take your own gift away. It's Beartooth with a rare truth. Some of the best advice that I've been given. One life and one decision. Make sure it ends with you still living. I'm here to be the reason that you can finally find yours. Part of my reason for even breathing is just so I can rhyme more. The hardest beat I ever heard, it came from a heart that was broken. And every word is aimed to make this the day that you find hope in. That's dope. Thank you. So we're sitting in the green room after the show and... They the one of the bartenders came up looking for glasses and and I had one and Drop Jaw was the only Drop one who had one. an empty one. I'm still sipping on my Guinness and whiskey. Still sipping so. on Fofos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep going, man. Where uh, let's see. So anyway, just like I said Christian rapper since 2004, but really not. I wasn't that into it yeah. in the sense like you gotta want something a lot to really put yourself through it and yeah. like go full bore towards it and everything. And I was never at that point. Like, hey, Christian rapping is kind of cool and it's something to do at churches. And like, I've like hopped up on stage at a local youth conference before and the the worship band was like, wait, you rap? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, go ahead. So I, actually, <laughs> I actually got to perform for like 600 kids back in nice. like 2007. And yeah. I almost passed out. I was so hyped about that. But it's like, really, it's kind of That's been, fun. it's kind of been a back burner thing for me. Yeah. But then, you know, in 2015, I did this Battle of the Bands, which, like I said, with that lyric, I had the shirts. Yeah. And then this shirt, and my friend Molly was like, hey, I want one of those shirts. And I'm like, no, because it wasn't a thing at that point in time. Yeah. And then I've got friends in a lot of warp Tour, like heavy screaming metal bands right, that, yeah. around. And I'm really good friends with these guys named The Color Morale. And they're, a lot of their music, they're... Their turning point album for them is called No Hope, but like not N O, but K N O W to understand hope. Like yeah. you see on my hat, I'm pointing at a podcast, but my hat says <laughs> No Hope, and that's something I really kind of gravitate towards. Yeah. And like before I even really thought about suicide prevention, I was kind of floored by these guys' music. 
So after that battle of the bands, my friend Molly was like, hey, I want a shirt. And then my friend Garrett was like, hey, I want a shirt. And I was like, fine. I'll get Molly a shirt and I'll get Garrett a shirt. <laughs> and that's just going to be the end of it. Well, yeah. so that was in December where I, Garrett was like, hey, I want a, one of the shirts. And so then when they were back in town in April, I actually brought him a shirt during the set. And I said, with their music being so heavy on suicide prevention, he actually wore my shirt on stage during their set while talking about all this suicide prevention yeah. stuff. And then him and I took a picture. I was wearing, like the original Constantly Positive shirt is purple and his is purple. And so we were both wearing the same shirt yeah. that night. Cause I started wearing the shirt regularly. Sure. People were like, hey, your shirt's cool. But like, it wasn't really a thing until with his following, yeah. kind of posted it on on his Instagram and it got like 1800 likes. And I was like, that's, that's pretty good. And it was one of those things like, <laughs> If nothing else, this is resonating with people. Right, yeah. And so, like, the movement kind of started on a whim from my Battle of the Man shirt, Molly wanted a shirt, Garrett wanted a shirt, and he has that platform that's talking yeah. about suicide prevention. Yeah. And so then, like I said, it, was, it, was, it wasn't really a thing, but then once that kind of hit and social media, and like I said, I made this a hashtag thinking whatever, but then just, yeah. it, like I said, with him kind of setting it off like that and seeing where it's gone... You know, I got wristbands now that say constantly positive, the t shirts. And just like, you know, that's what hashtags are. They're meant for people to see, like, hey, there's two words, and oh, it's got a pound sign in front of it. Yeah. People don't do that, by the way. I thought they would, but they don't. But it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's really something that I don't want to be an overnight success. Like, I have a following of like, 16, uh, 1,500 people, which I just found out through Facebook algorithms that actually 900 of them are my Facebook friends. So the 500 of them that aren't, <laughs> like, immediately related to me, that's stuff I've worked on, but I'm just, it's been crazy watching. That's, that's how you build it. Exactly. That's, and that's, that's exactly like, I go to these shows, I hand out wristbands, if a kid's got a dollar, I'll take it. If not, they're getting one anyway, because this yeah. movement is not about me taking in money for these. I don't, I don't make money off it any of this stuff yeah. that I do and that's like I said it's not the point I'm, I do I, and so basically once I started this movement I was like what are some ways to promote this and I was yeah. like oh yeah bars and so basically yeah. I got my friend A-Ward he's a battle rapper he's been on KOTD he started local and it just kind of blew up from there he battled he's crazy you should look him up yeah, yeah. we what, battled DNA what's his name again A-Ward a Ward. yep okay. just like award, but his, his first name is Aaron so Aaron Ward like a dash Nope, just A dot. A dot ward. Okay. Dude is so fire. Headhunter manies. Look, I'ma be honest. Y'all all came to my debut, and I appreciate the props given, but as sure as God's risen, y'all not winning. We on top of all game. We can't be caught slipping. So ahead of the pros, bro. Hey buddy, if you turn that camera and took a negative photo, we look like Jordan and Scott Pippen. This is <laughs> To a Van Gogh, Johnny Bravo to Rambo, a Sentra to a Lambo. Who sent you? They can't go. I'm nice. They gon' think I start every round with a cheat code, but God. See, it's some awesome with an art for this gringo. You know what? I'm focused on you. Cause Olaith over here, his bars hit about as hard as a mink coat. Set it up. <laughs> he, he, uh, he, I'll get to that. But, uh, he, uh, he doesn't, he's got an album out. It's okay. dope, but, like, his thing, he literally. So he posted an acapella track. Like that's actually what got me started. Like I don't record my music because it's too much work, and I, I'll I'll spend an hour spitting bars on my end of Garage Band. I'm like I don't mix. I don't do any of that stuff. And I was like, this is too much work for how crappy it sounds. <laughs> but like, A Ward 
actually this is the two year anniversary of this, he posted a, uh, a video of just him rapping in his car, he's bars and cars, and it's just, he, like, four minutes spaz, written wow. freestyle, I don't know, but dude's just going off, so then we got a local battle scene in KC called The Connects, they hit him up, and they're like, dude, you should be a battle rapper, and dude just went in on these different opponents, and I always tell people, like, if, like, I'm guessing you might get this a lot, and you as well drop job, but, like, there are people ever come at you for being white in hip-hop? Oh, oh, yeah. I I would imagine, but a lot of his opponents, they just, like, make jokes about him being white. Like, yeah, dude, if you were black, your opponents would lose 80% of their material. It kind of, it kind of bums, Right, right, yeah. It kind of bums me out how, like, and particularly coming from a white background, if, if, people, right. if people didn't take the demographic field... Right. On all of your census papers, seriously, I would check white ninety percent of the time. I'm just really, just, <laughs> really just to screw with people at this point. But like that's all right. Like I don't like the stereotype of I'm the whitest black guy or anything like that because that does actually create a negative subtlety of the reason I'm better in some ways is because of my behaviors and whatever. That's that right. we're, that sociolo- that sociological that sociology paper could be written. My entire life is a sociology right. experiment, but <laughs> but anyway, long story short, my dude A Ward recorded a verse in his car, and the people, the local battle scene were like, "Dude, you need to be a battle rapper," and his battles, just his wordplay is nuts, like, and he, him, and he's a Christian battle rapper too, like, ah. the people are coming at him for that. Actually, like, even before, God is good all the time. But like people, <laughs> like that's that, that, that's that's his ex, that's his end um, that's his end line is uh, if you don't like it you can fall in line and I'll say that God is good and then the whole crowd just goes all the time. Like, oh wow. that, that's his thing. But yeah, um, his wordplay is so nuts. Um, he, he's really big into college football and actually I think this was one of the first times I really understood punchlines was when he was talking about um, Noah and he said. You know, where once the flood was over, he sent the dove to see the dry land and everything. His line for this was, Noah got off the Arkansas Razorback. And I'm like, wait, Arkansas Razorback? <laughs> Noah got off the Arkansas, the Rays are back. And I'm like, that's, that's like, great wordplay, for sure. Like, that's just the beginning. That, that was six or seven years ago that he said that and blew my mind. I can't even... <laughs> I can't even just every time, and I'll have I'll have to watch his battles like four or five times. This, yeah, this podcast is not about Eight Ward, but uh, anyway, Eight Ward's my dude. He actually no, that's great. He, uh, this, like I said, it's just one of, one of the things I want to do with this is expose people to guys like that because that's that's fantastic. It just and like I said, so he, anyway, he started that. He posted that one video, bars yeah. in his car, local battle scene, about six or seven battles. All of a sudden, he's getting views and he's getting requests from King of the Dot up in Toronto. So he's done three or four KOTD battles now. Nice. And I, one of my favorite lines is, uh, it, it just battled DNA and that, just, that video just dropped a couple weeks ago. He says, took you a hundred battles to get me, only took me eight to get you. Like, <laughs> and in the context, like, it's like... Because, yeah, like I said, he just started over a year and a half ago. Local battle, local battle, local battle. King of the Dot. He's had three major King of the Dot battles. That just, And it's so crazy watching my dude work. And yeah. It just, I, I can't even. And I, but like I said, being friends with him 
is what got me into doing this acapella wordplay because like yeah. I'll, I'll I'll throw down awful recordings in my house and I'm like I'm never gonna release these because I don't take the time to mix stuff and just I love performing like the songs that you heard me spit today yeah those those recordings of those songs don't exist I did a passable hook just so I know where where right. I am in the song right. I just spit I I'm, I haven't gotten the studio time but well do, do, you, do you have plans for studio time at some point and I also like to, Constantly Positive isn't even about me being a rapper. I have white light on the back of these shirts just so they double as merch for whatever reason. That rhyme is down, keeping it for later. <laughs> but just Constantly Positive is so that much is more dope. about meeting people where they're at, giving them a wristband, love, like loving people where they're at. Like I remember yeah. um, going to a, a, a concert. It might have been, it was an outdoor concert slash pig roast. This dude comes up to me and he's like, bro. Um, my girlfriend, like, tried to kill herself a few weeks ago. Didn't succeed. And I was like, Phew. But then he's like, hey, I know that you're doing this constantly positive thing. Um, would you be willing to talk to her for a little bit? And at first I was like, uh. And so I end up, basically I was just like, I'm so happy that we're here, here to have this conversation. I didn't, right. I wanted to make sure I didn't right. tell her something she's been hearing. Like, I didn't want to be like, hey, keep your head up and stay yeah. like. Yeah. I am the constantly positive guy, but I also am sensitive enough to be like, hey, people are going through some stuff and just telling them to smile is not the right thing. Right. And right. so just knowing that my message resonates with people enough that people ask me to, you know, encourage their friends and just the fact that I, yeah. I've had the opportunity to do shows now because people know me as the constantly positive guy. I'll have kids, like, you know, demographically speaking, I'm a black dude at a concert that 99% of it's going to be white people and then even if the, the occasional other person of color at this show I'm the only one on crutches so people know it's right. me when I show up places Sure. and my dad always tells me I'm going to have infinitely more opportunities to share my faith just because hey you look different what's the story there and and that's, that's gotcha. I consider yeah. that m I have many more blessings than curses, and I throw them all on verses. I'm using that one later, too. <laughs> but, um, just, yeah, just... There's a couple of good ones there. And just, like, <laughs> really, I, I've i always said that God made me this way. One, God doesn't make mistakes, and I honestly think it was like, hey, what's the craziest thing I could do to point people to me at this point? Well, let's take this black kid. Let's put him in a white family. That's absolutely perfect for me. It's not just, like... Hey, my family got a phone call. Pick up this baby and it's going to be cool. My mom is an occupational therapist. Most people with disabilities go work with an occupational therapist. Right. I lived with one wow. for the first eight yeah. years of my life. So now I live on my own, drive on my own, yeah. completely independent, all that kind of stuff. Like These are the kind of things where people are like, you know, that's just a coincidence. I'm like, nah, I feel like there's a point where like it's, it's just too perfect, for, in my yeah. opinion. And yeah, yeah. Actually having a faith-based experience, I'm just like, yeah, no, that that was a plan, and I I love every second of that and everything about that. Yeah, mom's mom was an occupational therapy professor at KU, dad was a teacher, so anytime I needed something at school, he was there. Um, sister's a pharmacist. I've been in the hospital before, had an allergic reaction to something, and my my mom calls my sister like, "Hey, what's the story here?" And she's like, "Yeah, fix that," and <laughs> basically just all that stuff. And then yeah, just everything about my family has been perfect for my needs. Everything that was negative about my existence has been counteracted by the situation I was placed yeah. in. Yeah. 
Well, let me ask you, because you obviously have a lot of love and concern for people struggling with, like, suicidal thoughts. Is, was there ever a season where that was on your radar? Um, I It's a weird yes and no in the sense, like, I was never a danger to myself or other people. There was, okay. there was never a point where I was so low that you might not hear from me tomorrow. But I, that comes from growing up in a situation where I felt so empowered by my existence. It was, I always tell people like, okay, I can't walk it. That's like 5% of my existence. That means I got 95% of a life to be absolutely stoked about. Sure. And so knowing the joy that I have, that I was given, like being taught that, hey, can't move good. Okay, that just means handicapped parking is rad. Let's let's be honest. (laughs) Like, I can tell you... I'm gonna working on the video about this. I, I have ten things about cerebral palsy that don't suck, and <laughs> most of them are comedic. I need to actually do this video, but it's like I've always been taught to focus on the joy that I have. And yeah, yeah. Basically, it's kind of come down to I have this joy, even though people expect me not to. Sure. And if nothing else, I want to give that joy to other people because we always hear stories of celebrity suicides, overdoses on... Yeah. If if I'm the one the society deems to be missing something, but I'm constantly positive, I want to do everything that I can to give that joy to other people. And the fact that I... The fact that I don't stand right means I'm a standout just means that that many more people are going to be coming to me and be like, yo, can't walk good. I'm like... Yeah, but I'm stoked about everything else. <laughs> and that just, that to me is, it's just some, it's an opportunity that I've been so blessed to have. Mm-hmm. And like, that is really where it comes from. Like, then, for me personally, high school and everything, small town high school, super easy. Then I went to college for engineering. And knowing that I am intelligent enough to do engineering but didn't finish that degree because that's when I found out about my mental health issues. I have anxiety and what was, it was, it's kind of called concealed depression because I like to say that I am the hero that so many people come to. I have really close friends that have told me their entire life story and every struggle that they've had and when you finally meet someone that you're close enough to tell your problems to, but then they unload their problems. It's like, they're going through enough. They're not ready for my problems. So you just kind of keep holding it in. Sure. And really, I didn't have problems, but by holding in my minor struggles, they just kind of all bottled up. And it just kind of got to the point where I didn't finish college. because I didn't finish college with the degree that I could have had from the beginning because it was too stressful and I wasn't good at stress management. And then... Once I got that kind of in control, like, I didn't know what studying was. High school was easy for me, and I would, like, yeah. I wasn't ready for college in the sense that I would have needed to be to finish the degree that I wanted. Yeah. And looking back, if I had finished my engineering degree and been successful in that field, I wouldn't have ever started Constantly Positive. I would have never, right. all the things that have fallen together just kind of happened because other things fell apart. Yeah. And that's... 
actually a constantly that's actually a, the color morale there that I just totally bit just now. Some things have to fall. Some things have to fall apart for other things to fall together. Yeah. And that's um, a perfect example of that. If nothing else, the fact that physically things have fallen apart because that's the perception of having a disability. And but those things fell apart so that other yeah. things could fall together. Yeah. And then this is who I am now, and it just it just kind of works. And yeah. I realize like. This is what I want to do, whether it pays or doesn't. Yeah. I want to use my story to love other people. Yeah. No, that that's right, and that and that's so good. And the whole concept of things falling apart, things fall together. I mean, even that's. It's still it's still close enough to the Fourth of July, so I don't have to worry about that yet. <laughs> Gunshots or fireworks? There, there was a pop there. Uh, yeah, that was a little hip hop. Hey. Yeah. So, you know, one of, one of the things I was talking about earlier with Drop Gel was like, Royal Ruckus went on hiatus for a long time. We were, we were already starting to like work on coming back and uh, putting out our latest album in the summer of this cadence. But uh, just to be quite honest, like what finally broke that made it possible was I got divorced. Out of that, out of that falling apart, I was able to finally like just be free and I'm I'm not like advocating divorce or things like that. Like I'm not encouraging that. But that, talking about an internal free. Yeah, that that was this the situation that I walked out of, and went. It is it is time to really put everything into this. Yeah. And uh, and so you know that's very very much true in, in my life, just in a different way, different yeah. aspect. I want to hit up a few orders of business before. Uh, we, we do that, and before we wrap up, so I, I like to put some music in the podcast. Um, I, I always am going to be putting a Royal Ruckus song in every podcast. Tonight, I talked about something on stage, and I'm going to talk about it here on the podcast. Uh, my father died when I was two years old. It was unexpected. He left a wife and four children behind, and uh, I'm the youngest of the four. I did the math. <laughs> And as of today, um, I have lived the same number of days he lived. And he did not expect to pass, obviously. A uh, few people do. And it's been very good for me to take an internal inventory. And um, I didn't deal with a lot of this stuff. Uh, I put a lot of it off and just treated it like, oh, yeah, my, you know, my father died and then this happened. And, and it was just part of the story. Mm -hmm. And in the last couple of years, I've started dealing with it. Meanwhile, I'm working on the new new Royal Ruckus record, and finally, somebody, uh, this dude Shedlin, is that what he's going? No, he's going by Chris Felix on the beat. Dude goes by two names. He's got some beats he puts under the name Chris Felix, some he puts under Shedlin. Um, so Chris Felix, <laughs> he made me he made this beat, and he sent it my way, and it had a, a vocal uh, sample, and. Um, that vocal sample just lent itself to a song for me to really deal with missing my father and trying to process all of that. Connected with a couple of friends, Cookbook from LA Symphony and uh, hey. Eli from Living Legends. And they actually knew each other growing up. They actually had a, a group together in, in uh, high school, apparently. Um, got them in and they got to tell stories. And so I want to go ahead and play Lost Boys this and we're gonna put that right now here on brews beards and shipwrecks run, run, 
Yo. Right before 2005, my father up and died. Never knew what's up inside. Said he was cool, but he must have lied. Mustered up the strength because I must survive. Muscles aching, so much pain I see inside my mother's eyes. Mother, why? Why did he die? Why did he leave us? Ain't we some good believers? We always put our faith in Jesus. He heals diseases, man, I take it back. He took a wonderful life and made it whack. Fade to black. In my father's house, we staying at. We facing life. She start to disrespect my mother, I ain't taking that, take it back We made a pact, but girl, I'm gonna break it I'll do what's best for Jason She started doing some investigation You turned my friends against me, you had my father's blessing He even lent you money, man, I'm about to learn a lesson And I'm gonna have to learn it on my own, I'm all alone My daddy's gone and my family's tone 2005 and I felt the scone One evening late, then I brush it aside like nothing to bait within my brain. Between the grains of sand, time will pass and she'll forgive and I'll forget. It's nothing big, nothing to be concerned about. Love is bigger than the both of us. I doubt it'll linger past the fight, but nights and days pass and she's depressed. I broke the plane of trust and now it's dead inside the chest. I can't resuscitate the hearts apart. It's played, I slayed us both by letting too much time pass. Laziness and avoidance killed the dove and filled the void with doubt. And now it rots, the consequence of abandonment. Speak up, our loser, that's accurate. Me and you can work this out If you can find inside Me and you can work this out Don't forget about me I love love My dad left school at age 37 Didn't expect to leave a lifetime of questions Thought I got my lessons at all coming sessions I make my confessions, each one was getting deeper Tried to be a teacher, looking for a leader Siblings were seniors, mom the cheerleader Mom got remarried, Mark tried to carry The burden left behind from the father we buried No way to understand the weight of a missing man Or calculating this time on a second hand No chance to plan, no way to say goodbye Lifetime of wine, occasional cry Too many goodbyes, then slap that up Dips and ties, things interrupt My soul erupts with the proper corrective I'm trying to bring myself a fresh perspective Shipwrecks. Uh, you don't have a beard. I, you got a little facial hair. But it's, it's garbage. <laughs> it's garbage. Like, to be Funny story about me and facial hair and everything that kind of goes along. Did you along. try? Um, I, it wasn't so much that, but when you think about it, growing up, um, so I was the epitome of man child growing up because voice changed when I was about seven or eight. Okay. Um, and then because I walk on crutches, I got big. Up in the mm. you know upper body, yeah, way early. So it was like people would come up to me, they'd be like, "What's up?" And then I'd be like, "I like Pokemon." And they'd be like, "Whoa, you are <laughs> literally twelve right now." I'd be like, "Yeah," and like That's there's awesome. this weird thing. So like going through life as someone that was regularly perceived as older, yeah, the fact that voice changed early, got muscles early without trying, can't grow 
facial hair to save my life, but it makes wow. me sad. <laughs> uh, like that's that's like the one missing component, and I, it doesn't bother me, but it just makes me laugh that this is beards, beards, and yeah. shipwrecks. I'm just like I don't, I yeah. don't, I don't have a beard, and I can't. All I got is this nasty neck parabola right here that I need to shave every week, or else it just looks awful. Well, you're, you're doing all right, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no beard there, so I can't ask you for beard care tips. No, uh, we'll just we'll have to skip just that. Keep one, wishing. But. <laughs> But Dropjaw, that guy's got a beard. I've actually known Dropjaw for almost 10 years now because we both went to college together. And uh, okay. basically, that, yeah, just, it's funny that this is actually our first show together because I, like I said, I wasn't really dedicated to I've this whole rap YouTube thing. I've only seen YouTube videos of you. Yeah. Wow. Blew my mind. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I've, watch out, y'all. White light. I'm, I'm glad you guys got to play together tonight. That was, that was awesome. Yep. Knowing that you have a little bit of history together was pretty cool. I actually just found out he was on this show like two weeks ago. I'm uh, Facebook friends with the nice. promoter who put this together. And so she put me on this show after, uh, like, there was another show I possibly was going to hop on. And she's just like, she heard my music and was like, you don't necessarily match up. But then she dropped your name and yeah. put me on this show. And so I've, I've been on it since the planning stages, and then, yeah. I don't know how long ago you heard about the show, but we finally crossed paths and realized that we're going to be on the same show a couple <laughs> weeks ago. I was like, dude. So that was just been kind of cool, having my dude drop shot here. Yeah, it was a good fit, and and he and I are friends through um, our buddy Spoken Nerd, and so, like, just kind of cool to see it all, all come together. Nice. Uh, I'm a long way from home, so it's nice to make new friends and... Uh, meet other artists. You ever been on It's a Small World after all? <laughs> I have. You know, this is great. I need to do more conversations with you because I want to just keep talking about Disney rides. Because <laughs> we, we were talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. We already hit the two classics, you know. Yeah, those, those I, are the big ones. I, I've actually been, I have a fun Disney story in the sense that having a disability, um, it comes, like I said, I have that video I'm working on, 10 things about cerebral palsy that don't suck. And I just remember, I was like eight years old when we went to Disney World. And this has also happened in other trips to theme parks. Yeah. So depending on how theme parks are set up, their handicap entrances are also on the exits. And they'll let you ride, oh, yeah. you ride multiple you times. Get to, you get to go to the front of the line, man. Exactly. It's <laughs> like... And, I consider myself like the perfect mix yeah. of having a disability and not having a disability in the sense like it's not functional for me to stand in line for two hours. Yeah. It's not. But at the same time, it's not a, it's a chronic condition. It's not going to get any worse. Therefore, nothing to sh shorten my lifespan. Therefore, nothing to really let be that sad about. So, yeah. I have a disability, but it's not killing me. Therefore, I can be stoked about it. Constantly <laughs> positive. Well, I want to be constantly positive about going to Disney World with you and uh, going to the front of the line. Oh, I... Because you can bring a friend or two, right? Exactly. That's See? What I, that's my... <laughs> so, in about 8th or ninth, ninth or 11th grade, whatever alternating year that we went to um, Silver Dollar City, I was really cool for like two days because people would be like, I want to go with John! I want to go with John! And then like a couple months later, I was like... Wait a second. They only used me for my privileges. Yeah. Which, funny story. They, I actually got kicked off of a ride at Silver Dollar oh, no. City because I rode it too many times. And they're like, 
you're taking advantage of our services. I'm, 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 <laughs> since then, I came to the conclusion. That's right, I am. If you're not playing the system, you're not playing at all. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, handicap parking is red. Front of the line is red. Here's, but here's like, I was talking about how, how my, my disability causes these problems, but they're not that severe. I like yeah. to say that I don't need sympathy, but I'll take it because... If I fall, I, I almost fell on stage, I was talking about this, I yeah. fell into that chair and I realized how awful it would have been if I would have missed the chair because yeah. people that don't pro know level. me... That's pro level right Yeah, there. exactly. People that don't know <laughs> me are going to be like, oh my gosh, is he okay? Yeah. And then my friends would be like, hey dude, you cool? And I'd be like, yeah, because I've fallen so much, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. a problem. So people that know me are like, hey, you cool? And I'm like, yeah, I got this. People that don't know me are like... Oh my gosh, we gotta help him! And right. the thing is, if if my friends ask me if I'm okay, and I tell them I'm okay, and they don't move while I'm what appears to be struggling to get up, I've had people just verbally assault my friends, be like, "Why aren't you helping him?" <laughs> and they'll be like, "Because we asked him if he was cool, and he said he got it. He said he had it. And yeah, that's really the thing. Like people who know me know my limitations. Like they don't because right. I don't talk right. about them. But like." People know when I need help, and they know to ask sure. if I need help, and it just, it like I said, I, the biggest thing I do with Constantly Positive is suicide prevention, disability awareness, and in raising disability awareness, a lot of the times it's just me being obnoxious <coughs> and kind of insensitive and talking about like, hey, there are things I need help with, but there's also a lot of things I don't need help yeah, with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take the time to ask, and you might get to know somebody. That's cool. Yeah, it's a good time. That's cool. All right, a couple quick questions for you. Um, is there a podcast or a book you're, that's really resonating with you right now that you can recommend? Um, I don't know if this, this probably doesn't qualify as either a podcast or a book, but I'm going through a pro, like with uh, actually dealing with my own depression and stuff like that. Yeah. There's another organization called Heart Support, and they have different um, video series. And that's kind of just been something I've been going through, like actually recognizing, I can't think of the actual name of the program I'm in, but it's one of their big introductory programs. I'd recommend it to anybody. organization called Heart Support. Heart Support. All they're, they're all, you can find them online. Yep. Yeah. Um, founded by Jake from August Burns Red, and it's his story, basically telling his story, and it's something that I started going through, and it started helping me, and it's a lot of interviews. It's interviews with a lot of the lead vocals of heavy bands and different members, and and it's just kind of crazy to see what they've gone through, and relate their stories, relating it to theirs, and then just like that's something I re highly recommend to people is okay. heart support and one of their I I feel really bad that I can't remember the name. It's gonna hit me like five minutes <laughs> after that, but um, if, if you think of it later, hit me up. I'll put it in the in the notes on the, right, on yeah, the podcast. That'd be great. Um, but just. The things that I really have been dealing with and accepting, really, because that was the biggest part of my depression and my issues is that I held them in for so long. Sure. I, they weren't ever that, they, I wouldn't consider them to be that bad, but because I held them in and did nothing about them, that's when it became a problem, and that's yeah. why it became a problem, and that's why I didn't finish college the way I had intended to. Yeah. But, like I said, things fell apart so that other things could fall together, and I'm stoked about life now. That's awesome. Next question. Yes. Yeah. Any hip hop pet peeves? Hip hop pet peeves. Just if something oh. bubbles to the top. I got 
too many of them. I was. <laughs> can you pick one? I, I, I can. Okay. I can. Uh, shout, shout out to uh, my dude Cash Hollister for uh, teaching me the art of the MC. I consider him an unofficial mentor, and nice. just he's where I got my stage presence and how I learned to rock shows and the things you do and don't do. Actually, I get my stage presence from going to heavy metal shows. Nice. I, I love crowd surfing. I've done it twice and didn't die, and I'm stoked about that. <laughs> but um, anyway, my hip hop pet peeve—it's gotta be—I'm gonna go with rapping over vocals, and it's mainly because. At first, I just thought it was like, hey, you're using them as, no pun intended, a crutch. But I'm, getting, I'm pointing on a podcast here to my own crutches. But just There's been a lot of pointing in this podcast. Uh, I talked to, I was in Iowa City, and I talked to this, the sound woman. And she said that she has rappers come through there all the time to do that. And she said they'll actually have her turn their main, their actual vocals down quieter than the vocal on the track. She said this happens all the time. And I'm like, I'm not a battle rapper, but I would be really tempted to just straight up walk up and diss them over something like that. Because that's not, that's not art. And if, if I don't think that kind of person is going to be listening to my podcast, but if they are, stop doing that. <laughs> and, you know, like, memorize your lyrics and learn to perform. Lower, okay, okay, that's. Wow! Wow! Like so, I know I've never heard of anything like that. And she she said it happens all the time. So I don't know what's going on in Iowa City, but y'all need to get your stuff together. Oh, now let me let me say I played with a couple of really cool rappers in Iowa City, so I didn't see any of that going on. That's but, just, but, like, I mean, that's least, just that's next like so that's next level cornball. I said yeah. rapping over vocals and then lowering what. What's the what? Oh! Like that's not even karaoke anymore. Like it's worse than karaoke. Like, get it together, guys. So get it together. That's called uh, acting. Yeah, yeah. Millie Vanilli style. Right. <laughs> so real quick, uh, remind us of your socials. You got uh, the hashtag. Um, the hashtag constantly positive. Um, that's the easiest way to find me. I do have a Facebook page for White Light, but I literally don't even use that anymore. Constantly positive is my main thing. So if you Google that, all one word, that's where you're gonna find me. I, a lot of the times, I, if I'm in an event description, I tag myself as White Light of the Constantly Positive Project okay. because, yeah. like I said, White Light has been on the back burner for so long. It's got like 600 likes of people that I've forced to go like my page when I first started. Yeah. And then the Constantly Positive Project, that's what I'm using. I'm actually working on merging the two pages just okay. in some way. But yeah, if you want to find me, Constantly Positive, um, that's, yeah, Constantly right on. Positive on uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter, I had to go license plate speak on it because there's too much, too many characters for a, a oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, but like I said, if you find me I on got an account like that. Facebook, Instagram, yeah. you can link to my Twitter, I don't, I don't tweet as much as I should. Um, yeah, the hashtag, pound sign, constantly positive, all one word. I, the whole point of constantly positive is my prevent, suicide prevention fundraiser for a super dope arts-based organization called Hope for the Day. That's actually where I got the line where every word is, the. I'm hoping you find, this is the day that you find hope in, because I'm raising yeah. money for Hope for the Day. Okay. And so, you know, basically... None of the stuff from my end is for profit. I, I sell t-shirts, I sell wristbands, but literally all of that gets cycled back into the production of, awesome. 
um, t-shirts and wristbands. But if you actually go to constantlypositive.com slash donate, anything that you straight up donate goes directly to Hope for the Day. I don't touch any of those. It's all on their page. So um, if you buy something from me, it all goes back into the creation of the exact same thing you're doing. Yeah. Um, none of this is for profit in my end. It's just, it's me loving people with the joy that I have through life that I want to give awesome. to them. So constantly positive. That's the movement. Awesome. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, it is 2.45 in the morning. I oh, know. I just which, looked at my watch. Which caused me to forget one of the most important segments of this podcast. Uh, and I think part of it is also you're not having anything to drink right now. I'm also supposed to talk about what we're sipping on. Uh, what were you sipping on last drop, Joe? You don't, do you remember? Same as before, man. Yeah? Kept it. What, what, remind everyone, because that was a different Uh, episode. Dos Equis Amber. Dos Equis Amber. I was sipping on terrible, super cheap whiskey in Guinness, and uh, they're great people here, but they don't pour the Guinness right, because they just, they just pour it. Supposed to do a two-stage pour, that's okay. (laughs) Sometimes, we're in a hurry. (sighs) And uh, you know what? I didn't have oh, to pay. Stage. I didn't have to pay for any drinks tonight. So I want to definitely thank the bottleneck for hooking us up tonight. Um, All right. So as far as my contribution to this discussion, one shout out to H two O, and <laughs> two great. Um, like I don't like beer. Can never get into it. Haven't acquired the taste. If I'm drinking it, it's gotta taste good. So I'm 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 drinking those uh, foo foo drinks that dudes get made fun of for drinking. I don't oh, care. I wish you had one here. I'd make fun of you right now. It's all good. <laughs> uh, but no, like that's and also let me also get into this. Like, there's reasons I don't drink. I'm adopted. Family's German. There's there's alcohol around. It's a, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, thing yeah, when we go to sure. the lake. But functionally speaking, I have enough trouble walking as it is. I don't need that. And the thing is, you're, laugh, you. you're really laughing bad. now. That's my functional reason. Now check out my comedic value reason. Okay. Um, you're positively viewed drunk person, loud, obnoxious, friendly, and uncoordinated. I'm all four of those things. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I went to college, and I'd be dancing shirtless at a party, and someone would be like, dude, you're hilarious. How much have you had to drink? And I'd be like, nothing. Like, <laughs> that's just who I am. I love... I love yeah, people, yeah. I love doing, I got this performance aspect, like, the reason I had no shell to come out of is because I constantly, no pun intended, had people come up to me and be like, why are you on those? And I'd be like, because I was born this way, like, because yeah. of the number of people that would come up to me on a daily basis, that made me realize, I'm either going to have to embrace this, or life is just going to suck, because I'm going to be shy, and people are always coming up to me and be like, why you got crushes? I'd be like, because. Yeah, so yeah. I was just like... People are going to come up to me. i got to embrace it. So I am I am the epitome of extroversion in any situation. Yes. Like I that's, that. I love going to parties. I don't drink. Like I said, functionally speaking, I'm just, I am so stubborn and so independent. I watch so many people just like, they'd be stumbling home. Like, I'm already in a wheelchair, like power wheelchair, zooming around town. Like, I need help with stuff. Yeah. But my fiercely independent nature won't let me overdo that fact. Like, yeah, I'm just like, yeah. I'm already going to need help doing X, Y, and Z. I'm not going to drink anything yeah. that's going to make me need more help than I already do. And, like, I have friends with disabilities who 
they drink and they party and they need they'll get themselves into a state where they need more help than they did before. And sure. I'm not morally against that. If you can do that safely without being a damage to your yourself or other people, that's what you do. But it just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. And then, like I said, my personality gets perceived as a drug partier anyway because I'm fun. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it just it never really occurred to me. And then, so yeah, if if it's free, I'll try it. If it tastes good, I'll try it. Fair enough. If it's yeah, like I have no moral objection to alcohol. Just don't personally see the need or functionally go there. So, all right. So, Turn up with the H two O dihydrogen monoxide. You, you know, you gotta you gotta do that. And I've got my fancy little water bottle. This water bottle is actually Bluetooth enabled. What? So every time I take a sip, it logs it on my phone. Uh, <laughs> I thought my new fitness watch was bad with the fact that I can. So I'm gonna push a button. I'm gonna go over here. And I'll push the plus button right. when I drink a bottle, when I drink a glass of water, and yeah. I'm going for twelve glasses right here. See this? Boom! I, I don't. Three. I don't have to do anything. That's. I for two months I did what you did, and then I said I drink enough analog. of this. Yeah. Well, I I do it all digital. But, That's. Uh, before we sign just, out, just, just so the world knows, I am pinching the bridge of my nose at how ridiculous. <laughs> I, I did that too. I thought it was silly when I heard the water bottle existed. Wait, wait till John's got one tomorrow. Yeah, I'm I might. I'm, I'm telling you, it's it's pretty dope. I take it everywhere with me. Um, Do you have to charge it though? Yeah, I haven't had to charge it yet. I've had it a week and a half. I mean, I guess it, I guess it would have a very low output, but yeah, that's, that's, it, it's supposed to be like every twelve days you charge it. So that's just it's it's pretty awesome. It even it even uh, reads the temperature of the water, how many sips you take. Why doesn't it filter it? Because they didn't build a filter, but you're letting me down. So uh, I got two things left. Uh, number one, I need to I need to give my socials. This is Chun J, aka Jamie Bennett from Royal Ruckus. Uh, you can catch us at RoyalRuckus.com. We're at Royal Ruckus on Twitter, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, and we're at Royal Ruckus Official on Instagram and Facebook. Um, definitely check out our new album. We got some new videos out there and stuff. Uh, videos coming. Coming soon. I have two already recorded. They just need to be edited and then put up at the right time. Uh, and if anybody has been following the videos, it went from silly to sad to sad. The next one in queue is sad, and we have another silly one coming. So that silly is what we're really known for. But I've been putting out a lot of depressing videos lately, so we're gonna try to fix that. Um, so I'm pretty excited about all of that. Now, I have a question where I'm totally putting you on the spot. So, hopefully you're going to do a better job than Dropjaw did. Um, favorite, right answer. favorite rap song of all time. And when you name it, I'm going to play it to close out the show. I'm going to go, okay, this is really hard. But this the first, the, <laughs> so, it's like the, this, I had to think about my answer, think about my answer. Final answer is going to be... Nintendo Thumb by a dude named Heath McNeese. Oh, I up to Heath McNeese, man. Yep, I did a show. Well, I don't know the song, but I know the dude. That's a, that's um, a good dude. Um, so my freshman year of college, I this was back when rapping was still kind of a, I don't want to call it an ego thing, but it kind of wasn't. It, it, my ego is what led me missing his set. Um, so there was one of the campus church groups was like hosted a show at the end of the school year. Where it had a rock band by the name of Hello Kelly and 
um, Heath McNeese was also on it. But then they like had an open mic portion, and so I had showed up just to show up, and there was yeah. free food. But then I was in my power chair, and I was like, wait, there's an open mic portion? So I left for 20 minutes to go to my back to my dorm on the other side of campus and get my mp3 player to plug in my music to play these whack tracks that I did. Which, <laughs> um, simultaneously, fortunately, I'm looking back, unfortunately, because I haven't seen Heath McNeese since then, yeah. but I missed his set. But, had I been the kind of person like I am now to always have my beats on me, they're always on my phone, give me an cord, I'm good to go. Um, had I been that person back then, I would have watched his set and then just gotten nervous. Because watching this dude his live shows are nuts. And he also has that acoustic flavor because he plays guitar too. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with that. Being, right. being a nerd is just between the song. He's a Christian rapper, but this song is a kind of a break from that. It's straight up nerd talking about his uh, love of Nintendo games. N-I-N-T-E-N-D-O. Like the doors for the windows. Like it's all about video game nerds. It's got, nice. a, got a Zelda sump. Zelda sample on the hook. Dope. It's all about his just superior game skill, and I've loved that song since the beginning of time. Like I said, if I would have saw his set, even though it would have been a small house show, still would have blew my yeah. mind and I would have got yeah. nervous. And I wish, like I said, I wish I would have seen it, got nervous, and not performed, as opposed to left for 20 minutes, missed yeah. his set, yeah, yeah. you know, 10 years. Like, he gave me a homie rapper discount, and like, he actually has that. And one of his other songs he talks about, um, buy my album for a starving artist, fourteen ninety nine or ten if you see me at the table. I hadn't heard the song at the time, <laughs> but he did literally sell me a CD for ten bucks. So nice. like, literally, that's what happened in the song. So that's awesome, Heath. If you ever hear this, like since, since you know him, um, he put left a lasting impression on me because just you know a hip hop hip hop artist that isn't straight up hip hop in the sense like oh yeah, he qualifies yeah. as hip hop but he oh, does yeah, something yeah. else outside of that he's got his own thing going with on. the acoustic and then he, he, he's got his own lane and he's staying in it and it's yeah, it's yeah. dope so yeah no, I, I, I've tried catching him but I don't think he's coming across the area and it's been nine years since then yeah actually on this tour uh, so I don't I don't actually know him personally with mutual friends yeah so I emailed him and tried to See if I could put him on a couple of shows because I'm not sure where he is in the country anyway. Because that dude, he's always you just never know what he's doing, and uh, he never got back to me. But I'm gonna make sure he gets this episode, and uh, we're gonna close the episode with Ethan. Word. If you ever cross his path, give him that for me too. I will. I will. Or if you ever find somebody who needs that, give it to him too. That's absolutely. Will. I, I always give I people. One. I always give people more than one, just so they can. Spread the word to people. For sure. So, really great to sit down with you, White Light. Um, I love the conversation, and we're going to get this out there. Thank you, sir. And uh, also, Drop Jow, thanks for sticking around. I know you got to work in a few hours. So. I work at, I work at 9.15. It's all good. I, and i got to get on the road about the same time, because i got a seven or eight hour drive, and I'm playing a fairly decently sized show in Oklahoma, and... I'm thinking I'm probably the smallest act on the bill, so uh, so we're all gonna. Be, I'm gonna, gonna be, do lift some weights on the way out. Yeah, I'm gonna be doing some serious coffee tomorrow. That's for sure. So, or are you gonna be drinking out of your Bluetooth water bottle? I'm gonna do that too. And uh, <laughs> is it a, what, what brand is that? It's a it's thermos. Thermos, okay. Thermos. They're like sixty bucks at Target, and I don't even get sponsored by them, so. 
I'm gonna try to hook that up after this. Yeah, throw out that hashtag right? sponsor me. I've done that <laughs> a couple different things. All right, let's let's close this episode of brews, beards, and Shipwreck. shipwrecks with uh, a little bit of Heath McNeese. N-T-E-N-D-O, lock the doors, bar the windows, I'm thinking about one thing this week though, Mario Bros, one through three, and Tetris and Metroid, I destroyed, I'm the best boy, bigger to get chess boy, next up, Legend of Zelda, then hit it up with a little bit of double dribble, two points, three points, two buttons, don't touch it, I'm rough with it, switch from B to A to A to B, with the speed, don't play with me, digits are blistered again, soak them in vinegar, and then I'm at the begin again, Sensei of Ninja Gaiden, I've been playing it since ten, Kung Fu Guru, 8-Bit Mega Man, Malevolent Man, a competitor, I'm a veteran at it, if you know better than that, then sit down, go practice. Thanks, mom. Aren't you glad to know that your son's the bomb? It's something. It's better than nothing. At least it ain't dragons and dungeons. I got Nintendo thumb. Thank God my thumb's so numb. This controller is controlling me. It makes me feel so dumb. Why don't you come get some? I know that you don't want none. If you did, you get it. Cause I give it to you. Sit down, son. I got Nintendo thumb. Thank God my thumb's so numb. This controller is controlling me. It makes me feel so dumb. Why don't you come get some? I know that you don't want none. If you did, you get it. Cause I give it to you. Sit down. I'm Master D. Masterpiece. When I was a little kid, I was bound to be a digital athlete. It came naturally. I didn't ask to be gifted when I'm kicking it with Kid Icarus. I'm victorious, so I won't play it all. Won't take a loss. I won't push pause. I'll turn the game off. RBI or Techno Bowl or bases loaded. It's game over. Never gonna be intimidated. Innovative is my middle name. A legitimate claim. I'm bringing the pain. Call me Top Gun. I hunt ducks with a shotgun, not a pistol. You're pitiful. I'm Robocop. That's literal. Girlies whistle because I'm fitted to fiddle. Nerdy and burly and surely they don't deserve me if they. Can't come in first place on Excite Fight. I'm the type of guy who can cover my eyes and beat you by a couple of miles and you're struggling a while. I'm chuckling loud, chuckling loud. Can't you see? You ain't got a chance with me. I'm a pro, your amateur. See, bark my words. Thinking you can handle me will be your final fantasy. I got Nintendo thumb. Thank God my thumb's so numb. This controller is controlling me. It makes me feel so dumb. Why don't you come get some? I know that you don't want none. If you did, you get it. Cause I give it to you. Sit down, son. I got Nintendo thumb. Thank God my thumb's so numb. This controller is controlling me, it makes me feel so dumb Why don't you come get some? I know that you don't want none If you did, you get it, cause I gave it to you Sit down Contra Castlevania, DuckTales, WrestleMania, California Games, Shinobi, get a power pad, you still can't hold me. Who's dumber than this? Who's thumbs dumber than this? Who's the next chump on the list? Thinking they be in a lifetime, one that they're not gonna forget. Get your thumbs up, 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 get your thumbs up. I got Nintendo thumb, thank God my thumb's so numb. This controller is controlling me, it makes me feel so dumb. Why don't you come get some? I know that you don't want none if you did, you get it, cause I give it to you. Sit down, son, I got Nintendo thumb. Thank God my thumb's so numb. This controller is controlling me, it makes me feel so dumb. Why don't you come get some? I know that you don't want none if you did, you get it, cause I give it to you. Sit down, I got Nintendo thumb. Thank God my thumb's so numb. This controller is controlling me, it makes me feel so dumb. Why don't you come get some? I know that you don't want none if you did, you get it, cause I give it to you. Son, I got Nintendo thumb Thank God my thumb's so numb This controller is controlling me It makes me feel so dumb Why don't you come get some? I know that you don't want none If you did, you get it Cause I give it to you
John Jay here back at you. I just want to bring a little PS to the show. Uh, we learned between the recording of this episode and the airing of the episode that Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park uh, committed suicide. It was a tragic and terrible thing, and uh, many people are very grieved by it. I bring this up because we did talk about suicide prevention, but also because our friend White Light, that I introduced you to on the episode, was introduced himself to rapping through Lincoln Park. It was the vehicle of rock music being raised in a white family in a small town that introduced him to spitting bars and ultimately introduced him to hip-hop. Approximately 44,000 people commit suicide each year in America, and it's estimated that 800,000 people globally do the same. This constantly positive project is something that absolutely should be supported. And I would like the listener also to check out the Hope for the Day, which inspired White Light to create the Constantly Positive Project. They use the arts to bring suicide awareness and prevention to everyone. Uh, It's hftd.org. That's hftd.org. I hope you're well. If you're not doing well, please get help. Thanks.